different regions of the country have their own style of barbecue. There's Texas barbecue, Memphis barbecue, Georgia barbecue, but there's no Minnesota barbecue. We aim to change that. This is the Up North QCast. If barbecue is your passion, you found your home. If it's about Upper Midwest barbecue, we're talking about it. This is the Up North QCast. Let's get to it. This is the Up North QCast. I'm Matt Van Volteberg, founder of ButterAndSpiceCo.com, barbecue geek, and I am your host. I am on a mission to help the Upper Midwest find its barbecue identity and for us to be recognized on a national level. You know, we really have some incredible teams that compete in events throughout Minnesota and in the nation. And Minnesota has always had a legendary food scene. And I really hope to make Minnesota and the Upper Midwest equally as legendary for our barbecue. Recently, I read an article in the Bring Me the News publication that was from just a few years ago. And the, uh, the title was, Is Minnesota Barbecue Actually a Thing? They say they talked to the experts and got really hungry in the process. I'm sure they did. I'll talk to you about what they said. They said food trends in Minnesota arrived in full force in multiples and waves. Italian food came like in like a lion and left like a lamb. And at long last, ramen is all over. Okay. At even longer last, barbecue is having its day in the northern sun. But is Minnesota barbecue here to stay? And moreover, is its own thing, or are we just acquiring Southern traditions and calling it good enough? I think I might have to agree with that statement. Growing up in Minnesota, being here all my life, I still hear it. I want the ribs to fall off the bone. And early in my restaurant career, I worked at a local VFW in the town I grew up in, and we did ribs every week. I mean, it was a Thursday night special. We sold them every day. And how we made them was we took a hotel pan and we would spice up the ribs, stack them in the pan, get out the liquid smoke, <laughs> fill it up with, you know, to the rim with water, put the liquid smoke in the, in there, and we would bake them off for three hours or so, cool them down. And we would actually reheat them in the oven in a pan, smother them in barbecue sauce and out to the table, they would go. Of course, my parents generation, I think they really love those those ribs that are fall off the bone. I think that's a Minnesota thing. I really do. I think people like to have stuff overcooked and mushy. I think maybe it lends that way because, you know, we're kind of a casserole type type state. It's cold up here. We like comfort food, you know, pot roasts, roast beef, stuff like that. That's that's cooked fully and totally done. I had so many people, friends growing up that just loved well-done steaks. I don't get it. So I, I, I can see the point here with all this. Minnesota gets a bad rap in barbecue, I think, because of these, these stereotypes. And growing up, I, I, I saw it myself. Okay, well, back to the article. It says they checked in with three local pitmasters an OG, an innovator, and the most famous of the bunch. They all see it differently from the local significance to what style of Q qualifies as. The traditional barbecue perspective. For many of us, Big Daddy's Barbecue is where it all begins. I actually 
I've been to Big Daddy's Barbecue. It's in uh, it's in St. Paul downtown at the depot, I believe. It's if it's still there, I'm not sure. I was there years ago at a colleague that went from working with me at the airport to being a manager there, and I had the barbecue and it was delicious. It was wonderful. It's it was 20 years ago, but it was great stuff. And they say, while friendly and sunny inside, the No Frills University and Dale counter service space reminds me of the Kansas City style joints where all the drama is on the plate. Proprietors Bob Edmond and Ron White hail from Kentucky and Georgia, but they've been serving barbecue in the Twin Cities for over 30 years. I figured if anyone had anything to say about the notion of Minnesota style barbecue, it would be them. And I, I would agree with that. Is there such thing as Minnesota barbecue? No, Edmund said. He recalled his corporate years back in the day when he'd ask native Minnesota colleagues what they did over the weekend, and the response would be, we barbecued. Oh, what'd you have? Brats and burgers. Huh, must be a Minnesota thing, he thought. So it is. According to Edmund, Minnesotas are still shaking off the notion that barbecue is dad lighting the grill, throwing meat on a flame, and slathering a bunch of sauce on it. Delicious indeed, but it ain't barbecue. When someone lands at Big Daddy's and bites into some heavily smoked marshmallow tender rib tips, they'll say, finally. I had a similar taste but epiphany at Rendezvous in Memphis. When people got all worked into a froth about barbecue, this is what they were talking about. Today, there are about a dozen other places where truly excellent Q can be had around here. 20 years ago, it was less than half that many. Eric Forsberg of East Town's new Eric the Red felt that absence of smoked meat when he arrived in the Twin Cities in the mid-80s, after time he spent in Virginia and the Carolinas. Where he came from, barbecue was a staple, something to take for granted. He considered opening a restaurant here, but people always told him not to hang his hat on barbecue. Minnesotas just didn't get it. Through research, he found that northern culinary traditions had many of the same preservation techniques as traditional southern barbecue styles. In the north, it was simply for different reasons to reserve foods for the long and enduring frigid winters. Horsberg dug some more and found smoked fish and lamb, horseradish, for heat and other than chilies, and even many of the same spice profiles you find in southern barbecue and jerk rubs like allspice, nutmeg, and star anise. Our bearded Scandinavian forefathers hopped those Viking ships and engaged in trade with Europe, Asia, and the Far East, common spice routes. So Kansas City ribs have some of the same aromas as grandma's pickled herring and smorgasbords. A Nordic manifesto was applied at Eric the Red, where lingonberries go into the barbecue sauce and smoked salmon is served next to lefse. (laughs) The manifesto continues to evolve. One name in barbecue that needs no introduction is Famous Dave Anderson, founder of the nationwide Famous Dave's Empire. Famous Dave's began in Wisconsin, and the Linden Hills location was once so popular that literal fistfights broke out over tables. As Famous Dave's grant franchises grew out of his control, he currently is a consultant for Famous Dave's. The godfather of Midwestern barbecue decided to reset and recently opened a new chain called Old Southern Barbecue Smokehouse, inspired by his Oklahoma-bred father. What does Dave think of Minnesota barbecue? The question itself is a bit flawed, he said. Barbecue, he told me, is America's own food. Though aficionados tend to get hung up on regional styles, 
the more important idea is that barbecue is just what America does, regardless of exactly how we do it. You must nerd out on a region, Dave said. You'll find more ribs, pulled pork, and chicken in the Midwest, as opposed to sausage, brisket, and mutton in other parts of the country. For sauces, he says, we like molasses, brown sugar, tomato, instead of chili, mustard, or vinegar-based stuff. I would agree with that. You'll find country-wide regional influences at Jimmy's, but Midwestern influences show up at the ranch dressing, quick pickles, and broccoli salad with sunflower seeds and cranberries. If that's not Minnesotan, I don't know what is. So the debate continues. Even though Big Daddies won't call themselves a Minnesota barbecue joint, they tip their poker hand a bit when regarding a recent tale of a customer hailing from Texas in search of Texas Q. It's the kind of thing where one bone gets you full. Yeah, you're not going to eat it there. You're going to Big Daddy's Barbecue in St. Paul, Minnesota. So put that on your heat and smoke it. Well, I did some research. It looks like Big Daddy's is a casualty to redevelopment in the city. And looks like they tried to hang on over COVID until they could find a space, but looks like they're still looking for a new home. That was back in 2020. And I really do wish them the best. And I hope, you know, that we can taste their great barbecue again. I really hope to have them on the show to talk about their restaurant. But, you know, we will have other great barbecue restaurants on the show as well. So, all right, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to the Up North QCast. Woo! I smell barbecue! If it's about barbecue in the Upper Midwest, we're talking about it. Okay, well, let's talk about your host. My name is Matt Van Boltenberg, and early on at 14, I started out as a dishwasher at a local VFW club in my hometown. I cooked there throughout high school, and that's pretty much where I developed my culinary skills at a, at a very young age. I went on to open a Chili's restaurant as a service manager in the Minneapolis airport at 19. I wasn't even old enough to buy beer, which was kind of a joke at my job. Everyone was older than I was. And I I worked there up until about 2000. I have been a kitchen manager, service, and general manager of corporate and independent restaurants in the Twin Cities. So I like to think I know a little bit about great food and service. I have written menus, recipes, and training programs as a general manager as well. Just a few years back, I started an online rub company called ButterAndSpiceCo.com, which are butter-infused rubs. And let me tell you about those rubs that I developed. Are you on the hunt for your next go-to spice rub? Visit ButterAndSpiceCo.com. It is the place for butter-infused rubs. Oh yeah, they're butter-infused. With less salt and sugar, they are delicious. So up your barbecue game and go to butterandspiceco.com today. Butter-infused rubs are spice blends with dehydrated butter added. I get asked all the time, how do you get the butter in there? Well, it is a powder just like the spices and the herbs that are used in the rub. Using butter powder gives a steak, the brisket or the ribs a silky flavor, as well as a great bark on meats like brisket It gives you an incredible sear on a steak or a burger. You can actually see the butter powder sizzle on a steak. The meat is able to suck those spices in because the butter powder is looking for moisture. It pulls the juices out and the meat pulls the spices in. It gives a great bark on your ribs and your your brisket, an excellent sear on a steak, and they are crazy good on a grilled or even on a fried burger. 
They are truly all-purpose blends, so you can use them on anything. And I ask that you go to butterandspiceco.com and take a look. An order is appreciated. So what else is being planned with the podcast? What we want to do next year is to organize local competitions. We would like to give back to the community. Doing that, we can raise some money for local charities, and and that's what that's what doing this is all about. That's what competing is about: is to bring communities together and to and to help folks and and raise some money for for these local charities. I became a member of the MBS this year, and I'm hoping to 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 collaborate with them and to do some live streaming from their events. I I think that bringing bringing the live stream to YouTube, we're bringing some video component to it as well. We want to show you what we do in competitions. I will interview the competitors, the judges, the winners to see, you know, what do they do to win? How much fun do they actually have doing this? What does it take to get into competitive barbecue in Minnesota? Why they do it? Why do you do what you do? And I am excited to hear from these folks to to get their take on, you know, Minnesota and upper Midwest competitive barbecue. I do not want to leave out SCA events, uh, steak cook-off association events. They are growing in the state of Minnesota and I would love to get involved. I have friends that have helped organize and that have cooked in those events and they're growing. Their last one in Lakeville, I think had 30 or 40 teams. So pretty impressive. I, I would like to See if I can get podcasts rolling there and video casts to help promote their the sport of competitive steak cooking as well. So I'm excited for the future and I hope you'll tune in to listen. I really enjoyed telling you about what to expect on the Up North QCast. I ask you to tune in next week. My co-host Tori Gray is going to join us as well. Tori has his own catering company. It's called Your Cousin's Barbecue. And he's on the go every weekend in the spring, summer, and fall months, you know, doing pop-ups in in the St. Paul area when he's not competing. Uh, He sells delicious pulled pork and ribs. There will also be an awesome interview for you to hear as well. I ask you to head over to butterandspiceco.com and consider giving my rubs a try. So until next time, thank you so much, and get out and smoke something. You've been listening to the Up North QCast. Putting barbecue in Minnesota on the map. The Upper Midwest should be recognized on a national level for our barbecue, and we aim to make that happen. We hope you've enjoyed the show, and we hope you've gotten some useful and practical information to make your barbecue shine. Make sure to like, rate, and review the show, and we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, try our rubs online at butterandspiceco.com. That's Butter and Spice co.com make sure to like the facebook page at the up north qcast find out more about us and keep up at upnorthqcast.com see you next time